לקוטי סיכרס חלק יוד, סיכר נויח גימל. The discussion in the sicha is where did the yaina, the dove, get a leaf from after such an incredible marble that destroyed everything? Where did the yaina find the leaf? And why does Rashi not say anything about this? Now the Medrish has two opinions on this. One, that the leaf came from Eretz Yisrael. And the Medrash is of the opinion that there was no Mabel in Eretz Yisrael. And another opinion in the Medrash is that the leaf came from Gan Eden. But first of all, Rashi doesn't mention either of these Pirushim. Number two, seemingly these Pirushim are not consistent with Pshut Mikra, with a simple understanding of the Pasuk. First of all, according to the explanation that the leaf came from Gan Eden, the question is, how did the Yoyna get into Gan Eden? The Pasuk elsewhere says that the Abishter placed a flaming sword at the entrance of Gan Eden so no one could get in. How did the bird get past that and into Gan Eden? More importantly, and this question is on both explanations, if Neach is trying to figure out what the situation is with regards to the water on the ground where the marble was, how would it help him to get a leaf from either Gan Eden or Eretz Yisrael, where there was no Mabel. It wouldn't give him information about the places where the Mabel did take place. So what was being accomplished by bringing a leaf from these places? Additionally, according to Pshutei Shalmikra, we must conclude that the Mabel did take place in Eretz Yisrael, unlike the Medrash's opinion. Why do we need to come to that conclusion? based on the following idea. The Pasuk elsewhere says that the Chamesh Esrei Amam Milamayla Gavru Hamayim Vayechusu Haharim that the water went 15 Amas above and covered the mountains. There's a Machlekes in the Medrash between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia. Rabbi Yehuda says that whatever level the ground was at, the water was 15 amas above it. So if it was a mountain, the water was 15 amas above the mountain. If it was a valley, the water was 15 amas above the valley, which is a miraculous description because it means that the water was at different levels at different places. Reb Nechamia has a more natural explanation, and that is that the water went above the mountains and then 15 amas above that. So the water was leveled 15 amas above the highest mountains. Rashi takes the opinion of Reb Nechemia. He says that it was after the water leveled out at the top of the mountains, it then rose another 15 Amas. The reason Rashi takes this explanation is for three reasons. Number one, it would be inconsistent with the pashtos, with a simple understanding of the psukim, to say that there was a nace, a miracle, and the pasuk didn't tell us about it especially since this would have been an unnecessary nace. Number two, the simple understanding of the Pasuk, 15 Amis above, doesn't differentiate above what? And then it says the mountains were covered, implies that it was 15 Amis above the mountains. The third point is more of a thematic point. The as the water began to go down, Nayak rests the Teva on Hari Adarat. 
Now, according to Rav Nechemia, it makes a lot of sense. Since as the water began to recede, the highest thing, that, which is Hare Ararat, would be the first to appear. And therefore, as soon as some dry land appeared on the top of the mountain of Ararat, Nayach rested the Teva. But according to Rav Yehuda, once the water begins to recede and something begins to appear, everything begins to appear because they all had the water 15 Amis above them. And once it went down 15 Amis, everything would begin to appear. And therefore the question would be, according to Rav Yehuda, why would Noyach rest the Teva on Hare Ararat? And because Noyach did rest the Teva on Hare Ararat, this implies to us that that was the only thing that was revealed or opened up at that point in time, which would follow the opinion of Rav Nechemia, and this is why Rashi goes with it, because this is the Pshut Shal Mikra. Based on this reasoning, we can ask the same question on the opinion that says that there was no Mabel in Eretz Yisrael. If there was no Mabel in Eretz Yisrael, then clearly Eretz Yisrael would have been the best place for the Teva to rest. Why would Noyach have rested the Teva on Hari Ararat? And since he did rest the Teva on Hari Ararat, this implies that there was a Mabel in Eretz Yisrael like in the rest of the world. So since we cannot say that it was in Eretz Yisrael, that there was no Mabel in Eretz Yisrael, we cannot say that the leaf came from Ganeden, we're back to our original question, where did the leaf come from? And this can be explained by first asking two basic questions. Number one, how does the fact that the, the Yaina took a leaf off of a tree, which could have been on the top of a tree, which could have been on the top of a mountain, how does that tell Nayach what's going on on the ground where the water was? Question two, why is it relevant that it was a leaf of an olive tree? And the answer to this is as follows. Chazal tell us that the olive tree is a very strong tree. And therefore, it is totally possible that although the mabel was very strong, there were some olive trees that survived the mabel. Now, to say that the leaves survived the mabel, that would be too far to say, because the, the, the leaf, even if it's strong, it still won't retain uh, its form after being soaked in water for a year or close to a year. So therefore, it must be that the leaf grew after the Mabel had finished. So now that Noyach receives the leaf and sees that it is a, uh, a new leaf that's coming from an olive tree, Noyach says enough time has passed that the situation on the ground must also be ready for us to come out of the Teva. And that's why it tells us that it was an olive tree, because it answers the question, where did the leaf come from? Because since the, the olive tree is so strong, the, the tree survived the, the, the mabul, and then the leaf could have grown after the mabul. And this is how we also can answer that Noyach knew that it was not something that was a leaf that was floating in the water, because it's very clearly clear the difference between a leaf that just grew and a leaf that has been soaking or floating in the water for oh, close to a year. The question is, how does the Ben Chamesh Lamikra know this? And this can be seen from an earlier Rashi where it says, Ali Zayis Taraf Befiha. Rashi says 
The taraf means chataf, grabbed. That the leaf was grabbed in its mouth. Why is it relevant to say that it was grabbed in its mouth? And why does it actually not interpret this word like any other ways, many other ways you could have said taraf? Because the, this pasik, this translation is consistent with Tzutish mikra Because the leaf was taken from its, it was plucked from where it grew. It wasn't taken from the, from the ground or from the water. And because it was coming from a olive tree, which is a strong tree, therefore the bird has to pull it strongly. It has to grab it very strongly. And that's what Ashi Taich's Tarof, that it means grabbed. And this is what tells us that it wasn't an olive tree that's strong and that the leaf came from its place of growth, from its source, which is why the bird had to grab it very strongly. After telling us earlier that we don't try to teach about a nace unless the Pasuk tells it to us. This explains why Rashi does not say like the Gemara that the water was hot. Rashi says it means that the surge of the waters uh, calmed down. Why does Rashi not say that the water was hot like the Gemara in Zvachim? Because, like we said earlier, there's no reason to add extra miracles that the Pasuk does not say explicitly. And additionally, the question would be raised, how did the Teva survive in hot water? So Rashi takes a different explanation, which is not a miracle, and that is that the water was not hot. And Vayashayku Hamayu means that the surge of the waters calmed down. The Yena Shel is as follows. The water is called, the Mabel is called Meinoyach because it brought purity to the world and it brought Naicha Derucha Anachas Ruach to Hashem. And of course, if there was a Mabel, it must have been that after the Mabel, the purity was on a higher level than it was before the Mabel. And according to the opinion that the Mabel was in Eretz Yisrael, then the Eretz Yisrael also gained the level of Gitusha and Tahara because of the Mabel was there.